Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Crime is rampant in the streets. Criminals are everywhere. And why does no one answer this call to justice? Because they are at the Chatham-Kent Expo at the John D. Bradley Center in historic Chatham, Ontario, May 8th and 9th. Celebrity guest Tyler Maine, star of X-Men Halloween and Compound Fracture, is available for autographs and photos. Come dress as your favorite comic or pop culture character and compete for valuable prizes in our second annual cosplay contest. Watch the superstars of Pure Wrestling Association in hard-hitting action. Main event is Chatham's own Team Tapout taking on Revelation. Be sure to check out the JX3 Film Room for films from Chatham and around the world. In the video game room hosted by Game On Entertainment Services featuring a Super Smash Brothers tournament. And a day full of gaming card games, board games, even a Magic the Gathering qualifying tournament. So Rob, how much for all of this? Well, Mike, funny you should ask. $15 for the Masquerade Ball and $10 will get you into CKX the next day. $10 for all day? $10 for everything. What a deal. So Mike, where am I going to get my tickets for this? Tickets are available at the Game Masters Emporium at 55 St. Clair Street, Chatham, Ontario, and also available on GoFundMe.com slash C-K-E-X-P-O. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. This is David K. Montoya. All right, kids, uh, I'm finally getting around to doing this best of feature here, and I apologize for getting a late start. I know I said I was going to do this weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to talk about anything much. Uh, we'll see what happens in the progress. But uh, for now, you know, we, we started out in November 26th of 2012, and We've been going for almost three years, and we've had some really good podcasts, and then we had some really shitty podcasts, you know. But that's all kind of just the history of things. But this time around, we are picking out the best part of each podcast, 
And then we're going to put them all back together and we're going to make this the best of scene red. Um, so sit back, relax and enjoy this. This, uh, I want to say this is episode three or four of our part three or four of the best of. Um, and <laughs> if you don't laugh, then you'll definitely be seeing red. Enjoy. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Seeing Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. Who's your guys' favorite cartoon characters of all time? <laughs> does that does that go for regular cartoons, or does that go for anime as well? Or movies, or anything like any that? Any cartoon. My favorite character of any cartoon is Ariel. From The Little Mermaid? Yeah. What about you? Uh, that's hard. Because I've... I've I'll, I, I've watched so many different animated types of things, so yeah, that, that's one. hard. Come on, you can do it. Put you on the spot early in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know! Oh. No. Well, well, I have two, but a little more than me. I also like uh, Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <sighs> He was my favorite Ninja Turtle. Well, you think. Let, let me jump onto that. Yeah, you, that you take it over. You know I have the Ninja Turtle story. Or do you remember the Ninja Turtle story? Yeah, I remember. Rebecca was about two to three years old, and we were in the Ninja Turtles. I was I really liked Ninja Turtles as well. And so if Rebecca was, say, two, two to three, it was uh, around 90, 91. So um, <laughs> I was like... 13, 14 years old. 14, 15, something like that. Anyway, she got a serrated knife. It, it was um, it was the bread knife, you know, the serrated kind of bread knives. And she had always liked Leonardo, you know, the one with the katanas. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she was swinging around this knife, and she was just a baby. And I reacted, and I grabbed the blade, to take it from her. And she instinctively pulled back on the blade. When she did that, my finger went thoop. And if you can see, and I'll, I'll try to remember to take a picture of this and put it up on online so you guys can see it. See the stitch line from here, goes up here, goes here. And then oh, goes yeah, here. I do. She damn near cut my finger off. <laughs> it literally, it went bloop. I was freaking out. It looked like a, a B-class movie, you know, because it was like, you know, it was like blood spitting. You know, it was. Hey, I was like two. Okay, I cannot help this. And I blame my my parents. Okay. Uh, you, wow. you actually have to blame me on that one. Okay, we blame you then. I, I'll take responsibility because I'm the one <laughs> to introduce the Ninja Turtles. Now, have you seen the new Ninja Turtles? Because you know they're they're in regular syndication, not yeah. not the ones that they made in the early '80s and '90s, but now these are more CG. Yeah, I've seen them. They believe it or not, even though the the animation looks great, I don't like it. The story doesn't stand up to the original. Mm-hmm. No. And why is that? Why is it that everything from the '90s is better? <laughs> I mean, in a, in a sense, it is because you got X Men. Right. X Men was good. You got Ninja Turtles, the originals. Right. Fantastic. Transformers. Transformers. Well, Transformers was from the 80s, but yeah, the originals were yeah. better. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you got all those different things and now you look at it now and then creativity that the people have now don't even amount up to the imagination that people had back then why do you think that is <laughs> i think it's because everything's been done already that was a good idea i think it's because people have too much uh, technology that <laughs> sounds horrible but back then you didn't have a lot of technology so, so you had to think of something that will keep people's attention yeah but i mean that we had more creativity back then because we were we had nothing else better to do mm-hmm. i don't know because and i i know i very rarely talk about me being a writer which is kind of ironic you know since writing is my passion mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but actually I, I never talk about writing me as a writer if if I were to ever get an X-Men gig and write the X-Men and then do my spant and, and finish and, and say, okay, I'm done writing X-Men stories, if I had to die the following day, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> you know, because that's that's my thing. Yeah. I personally feel that I could take the X-Men back to the 80s and 90s. Take them back to those type of stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing I think. What's that? Like, people like you or me, we like these things. We get, like, we're, we're real knowledgeable in them. We've seen all the things. I think a lot of people who write this stuff don't really even know that much about what they're writing. That's what I think. Really? Well, that's, yeah, because... I, I sort of feel that way, too. Because you look at somebody, and if you look at it from a consumer point of view, they constantly put out content to put out content. Right. Not because they think people are going to like it. It's because they think, well, we got to put it out. So, so maybe, we can make money. Maybe yeah. someone will like it. We'll make money. But because I think if you take a person who is like, say like this person knows everything about like Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They know right. everything. They watch the movie like 500 times. Like, because I'm sure there's somebody out there like that. I'm sure. Right. And they were creative. They could write. Because not everybody can write. But say this person can write and they're a very creative person. And you let them write it. They could probably do a good job. Because they are so into it. I don't think... I think a lot of people who write these things now, it's like, yeah, I know what it is, but I'm not that into it. But I'm going to write it to make money. That's what I think. Most of the people that... And and I've seen this because if you look at a lot of people from Comic-Con, you know, interviews with people, they're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 well, you know, da-da-da-da-da about this. But then they'll go off on a completely different spill about somebody else's work. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me laugh because it's like, you put all that time and effort into making your stuff... Why good. are you boosting someone else? Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong because, you know, people can should have respect for the stuff that they've made. But, like, you as a writer should take more respect in the stuff that you've wrote than anybody else's stuff. Rather, I mean, regardless if, it, if your stuff is better in comparison right. by opinion, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. That's the way I see it. And, and that's one of the things is I've I've been... You know, lately I, I've been more entertain me than me entertaining everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've just been taking everything in, and a lot of stuff. The remakes now they're not only is it in cartoons and movies, and you know now they've relaunched all the DC titles, they've relaunched all the Marvel titles. Yeah, they just don't hit the muster with the originals, and it, it really irritates me. Because it's the basic concept of a story, the basic emotion, mm-hmm. and they're missing it. Yeah. I think a lot of them also, like... It's like a big hole. Well, not even that. It's like, okay, here's the story. To me, like, if you're going to redo something, try to keep it at least, like... Similar. Similar. 
Right. I understand we all want free, you know, free, we want creative freedom and all that, whatever. These people are like, well, you know what? I have power now, so I'm going to go and I'm going to fuck the story up so bad that it's not going to make any sense. It's not going to be anything similar to what it was. It's going to be nothing. And that's what happens to me. Speaking of not making no sense, um, I had an opportunity. I listened to literally, it was a three-hour, two-segment, three-hour interview with our favorite writer, Grant Morrison. God. Now, a lot of people think he's like God of writing. And my hat's off to you. I just, I don't care for him but one of the things that he said on air they, the the interviewer asked him well where do you come up with all these kooky weird ideas and he's like i'm on psychedelics oh i'm like gosh. it explains everything yeah i i've written one story on a drug Okay, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I have written Everybody one. has their one. <laughs> <laughs> and but and it's a good story, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather prefer to write sober than write intoxicated. He, Grant Morrison, was talking about how he literally stays up as long as he can to the point where of his exhaustion where he's like, Oh, I'm tired, I'm tired. Then he hits a shroom or LSD or whatever he takes, and he starts writing. Well, this see, is why he produces shit. Do you remember when I first found him out? I think it was before you even found him out. I was the first person. Yeah, you brought him to my attention. I, I got a comic book. I rented it from the library, believe this or not. Yeah, I remember it. Mm-hmm. And it was an X-Men comic book, and I was reading this, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I ran into Kevin, I was like, this is horrid. You have to read this. I think it was a graphic novel or something. It was a graphic novel. That was before he got popular. This is like back in 2000-something. Believe it or not, and I didn't know this, because I'm not a big DC fan, Yeah. but he's been writing since the 80s. Oh, wow. He's like 50-something years old. And I hate him so much. The I will give him, he's very polite, he's very soft-spoken, very gentle, you know, aura about him, you know, listening to him, but... If you need, and this is just my opinion, if you need some type of substance to make you write, you're not a writer. Exactly. No. You're not a real writer. Mm. I could sit here, and it might be shit, but I don't need a substance. I could literally start typing away and, and come up with a story right here, right now. Yeah. That's that's the way I am. Once I start get started, I come up with ideas as I'm going along, and like da 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 da. Boom. All writers do. Doom. If you have to take a drug to be a writer, then you're not a real writer. Because, and I I, I took the drug, and this was in the the mid to late '90s, and I I just I wanted to see because there's this stigmata about if you take drugs. It opens your mind up to new areas. Yeah. You don't want my mind open up to new areas. (laughs) And after I produced that story, I was like, okay, never again. Mm -hmm. I cannot see myself, literally every single time I sat down to write a story, to get high on psychedelic drugs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh my God, Most, Most people... That get high to get entertained usually get high and play video games. <laughs> if you look at it, I don't. Like, I don't know if you want to get high in general. I'm not the type of person. I don't like to be under the influence of anything but my own self. Right. Yeah. You know, and I've said this, and I, I think I cracked Terry up when I said I'm the closest thing to straight edge as I can get. 
You know, I don't drink. I, well, I don't drink that much. He you drinks. Know. He doesn't. Get, he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't get wasted. Right. Right. You he's know, a social it, drinker. It, it could be you know years in between. Yeah. But I do have beer. You know, once in a while. I don't do drugs. You know, I smoke. Yeah. That's pretty much my only thing. That's me too. I I I do drink sometimes, but like it could be like a year in between I drink or I could drink in a, and again next month or three months down the line. But right. I don't drink every day. I don't need to drink and I don't do drugs. I just smoke cigarettes. Now, well, and unless you count monsters as That's a, a that's a drug for him. And to, caffeine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and to update the listeners, um I think because I drink I've had two monsters since we've been recording. We this is really our, we, this is our second podcast of the night. You know, we've recorded back to back. I've actually already drinking two of those oh. twenty four ounce monsters. <sighs> My God! And I think it's doing something to me physically <laughs> <laughs> because my legs and ankles are swollen. I showed you. Yeah. Um, so I promised Lacey that I'm going to go to the doctor. And you're going to quit drinking all those monsters. And they're going to yell at you. I know. Oh, I I work in the medical field. I know exactly what they're going to say. And whether it be good news or bad news, I'll I'll share it here. You know, I'll share it here on this podcast first before I talk about it anywhere else. Um, just just to throw that out there. It's it is, you know, it, it's funny because I forget I'm not 20 years old. You know? I know, so your body can't handle all of those things. You, you, I think you need to switch to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, even now, and Rebecca can attest to this, I push myself really hard every single day. But, yes. but in retrospect to when I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. that was nothing to what... Or, uh, that's backwards. What I do now is nothing to what I did back in my 20s. Yeah. I pushed. I mean... I would go to sleep for a half an hour, get up and go, t- you know, finish the day. Literally, I would do this all the time, just, you know, half an hour naps for one day and just push and push and push and push. And now that I'm getting closer to 40, my he, body's he's like... He's getting old. <laughs> he's like, I need to start going to bed at nine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. Um, you know, because I, I thought about taking a day shift, you know, at the hospital and though I am up, you know, I get up at 6.45, and I, I go, you know, like, I, I woke up at, like, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock this morning, and here it is, you know, the next morning, almost 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still going. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm more sharp at night. My brain functions better at night. That That's how we are, too, because if you notice, any time that we wake up, we wake up really late in the day, and then we stay up all night. I gotta get my night. schedule back, because I gotta go back to school, but... Still though, you're still waking up late in the day. I, oh yeah, even when I do go to school, I don't get up to like right when I gotta go to school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's um, it's at this point where my body's like, "You're done abusing me," and and I'm like, "Retaliation!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it just again, and I, it's it's all men mentality. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I'm old. Well, look at mom. Mom's. Mom would be what sixty. She'll be sixty this year, but she doesn't act like, like I said, his grandma acts like she's way older than mom, and mom is older than her. She's Dean age, isn't she? How old is your grandma? Uh, like two years older than Dean, I think. She's fifty-five. Dean's like fifty-seven. 
I don't know. Dean, I thought Dean was like 53. It's like 57. Oh. How old you got? 55? She would be like... 56? 57 this year? But well, it is. It's, it's yeah, all it's a state of mind. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though I don't read a lot of comics now, but I still have those thoughts that mm-hmm. I did when I was 20 years old. You know, I still think that I can go and just go and go and go and go and go without no downtime. Yeah. And I, I, I tip these things, but, and sometimes I achieve them, sometimes I don't mm-hmm. achieve them. But now my body's just at the point where it's enough is enough. So I, I will, actually tomorrow is Monday, so I will, you know, make an appointment. Actually, tomorrow's Tuesday. Um, so today... You know, later on in the day, I'm, I'm going to make an appointment to, to go see the doctor. And, and yes, they will. They'll they'll probably cuss me out. You know, you're too fat. You smoke too much. And I probably drink a lot of monsters. Way too much, too. You know, I went to the doctor's. The lady didn't say anything bad to me at all. I almost passed out. Really? Like, literally. Because they're trying to go to the doctor's. They're like, <laughs> you better not be, you need to stop smoking. You're too fat. And this and that. She didn't say nothing to me. Really? She told me I was really healthy. Except for the fact that I have diabetes. Other than that, I'm super healthy. Which you're a non-compliant diabetic, right? Yeah, no insulin. No, you just you don't follow. Them. Oh, I do. She says, "Yeah, I do." As a Mountain Dew, <laughs> regular Mountain Dew. I take party. my medicine. I take my metformin, but I can still have my soda. And it, it's just. Um... Oh, I, I got off track. What was it? Where was I going with this? Um, you your your health. <laughs> They're gonna yell at you and tell yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're gonna. And I, I know I do. I know I smoke too much. I know I drink too many sodas. I know I drink too, way too many monsters. How I, many do you drink a day? I think you drink monsters more than you drink soda. I probably do. How many monsters <laughs> do you drink a day? Do I, I think know? you drink like five monsters a day? No. More? Uh, no. Um, small. If, if, if the, it all Let's talk about the can with the twist off talk. Twist off can talk. 24 that, ounce. That one. 24 ounce. How many of those do you drink a day? Probably two. That's it? Yeah, two a day. What's the Not most cl- you've ever had in a day? A twist top can? Yeah. Probably like four. Damn, this is like three. There's three servings I... in here. <laughs> so that's 12 servings? That, that's not as bad as I used to Is that be. when you were having your heart palpitations? Uh, yeah, that was roughly around that time. You know the BFGs? I used to drink three of those a day. Really? Yeah. Like when I was in middle school, I used to drink. When you were in middle school? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I can't even drink monster because they don't do anything to me. And the ironic thing is, is I'm instantly the medical person came out, almost came out at me. I'm like, do you know what you're doing Dude, to yourself? <laughs> That's yeah. too much for someone who's that young. But that was, I was up for like 28 or 29 hours straight. Mm. And um, I was working on some project. I don't remember what project I was working on. And I just, I needed, you know, I, I did. I slugged them down left and right. So, all right, getting off the, the, you know, health thing, because seeing red is not about health. By <laughs> God, I don't want to be stuck in the health section of iTunes. I know. Uh, so, what's your favorite cartoon character? Well, <laughs> well, for me, when, when I was younger, that's when, like, regular cartoons uh, started dying out, uh-huh. and that's when the era of anime started to hit America. Right. And when I so was... So what year is this, roughly? This is like uh, late 2000. Okay. Anime's been around since... 
I forgot. He's young. <laughs> yeah. um, I, no, watched, I, mean, I watched my first anime when I was eight years old. I'm saying when anime actually started to get popular in America, it was around 1990, 2000. Okay. Was it anime or manga that you seen? Was it... The very first uh, thing I seen was Akira. Was it Akira? Yeah, yeah. you made her watch it. Or was, was it Ninja Scroll? No, it was Akira, the very first one. And they're making it a live Kyle action Kyle was movie. there. Really? Yeah. Kyle's there and you're like, he's like, you think she's old enough? Yeah, she's old enough to watch it. She's not going to get scared? No, she'll be fine. There's like nudity and blood and guts and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, whoa. And then I was addicted after that. It It's just... Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting off of it. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Which and, and... Well... I, personally, since I've seen anime so much and I like the concept of anime... Can you just tell me your favorite character? <laughs> I, I like, and you're going to hate me for this because it's one of my favorite characters from Naruto. Of course. It is! It's the most relatable character I've ever seen to myself. So we've been here. We've already had some chatting. Um, I wish we had should have recorded some. You were telling me about a movie. I think that would have been really good. Um, but when she walked in the door, I told her that I had a, a story. Now... One of the things that I, I started doing is is I've gone to Google and I've been trying to find weird news. And I don't know how old this news is, but I'm just trying to find something to share with you and, and, and the listeners. Yeah. Well, I came across this one online. It was a news story. It came out of India. And what it was about was a man arrested for ha- uh, having sex with a cow. And... And she's like, oh, tell me. And I'm like, well, I can't tell you until you know, we do the podcast. So now we're into the podcast, so here comes the story. 18-year-old man uh, goes and, and takes a, a cow out into the cornfield. And they said this was in India? This is in India. Okay, yeah. just to let people know, cows are sacred in India. Yes. And his neighbor walked up on him while he was just, you know, he, he was just like... You know, he was going to town. And the neighbor's like, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, the cow seduced me. (laughs) (laughs) And the the neighbor went, obviously, and called the police because, like you said, that's, you know, that's, the cows are sacred. It's defiling. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, they're idle. So the cops get there, and the 18-year-old boy's like, well... I didn't see a cow. I seen a beautiful woman that was just, you know, using its magical powers to seduce me. And I, I didn't see a cow. I seen a woman. And so he he got arrested. And when he went to the trial, his sentence was he had to marry the cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So they actually made him go. He did the whole ceremony. He married this cow. In the process of the wedding ceremony, the 18-year-old collapsed. He just passed out. He was like, you know, oh, you know, what's that old saying? You know, why why try other milk when you have the cow or some shit oh, like that? Why, uh, hold on, why, why marry the cow and you get the milk for free? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, he, he realized that, you know, that was literally for him. Yeah. So after they revived him, I mean, he didn't die, but I mean, they woke him up and and they finished the ceremony. So he legally married the cow. Well, because he um, violated the cow, 
before marriage, they killed the cow. They drowned the cow. And when I read this, I'm like, this cannot be real. They made him marry the cow so they could kill it. Yes. Brought, brought honor back to his family. But because the cow seduced him with their Hinduish magical powers. Yeah. The cow was a whore. It was, it was a whore. And it was an evil whore. And, you know, who knows how many sloppy seconds the cow had. You know. And so they, they actually, they gave the farmer who owned the cow, like, 280-something American dollars is what it came out to. Yeah. And then they killed the cow. They drowned it. They put it in the lake and drowned it. So where's the beef? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still at the bottom of the lake. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that... What was the point of the ceremony? I don't know. I don't get it, but I guess it's okay. Now, I've been accused, you know, because I was telling you this earlier, that somebody walked up to me like, recognized me from the podcast and yeah. said I, I used the fuck word too much so yeah. I will try not to say fuck as many times as I usually say fuck because I know a lot of people don't like it when I say fuck, yeah. so fuck. but anyway um, you know he's trotting around in his little village 18 year old and they're like hey there goes the cow fucker you know they're <laughs> calling you know <clears throat> he can't get away from that he'll, he'll probably follow him forever now, I wonder if he can file, like, widower's pension. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know. That is <laughs> wow. beyond American culture, that is for sure. But, no, it, it happens here. No, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, like, like, real American because he let a horse do in the butt? Yeah. Do what? You ever heard about that? Yeah. No, what? There's this guy. There, since we're talking state, about bestiality, let's go ahead. In, you know? I think I think it was, uh, I don't know, Missouri or Michigan or some weird state. But anyway. Th- maybe it was Tennessee. Really? Tennessee. I don't know. It was one of those states. Yeah. Well, this area. guy, he uh, had a horse, a big stallion, and he let it do him in the ass. Okay. Well, I guess it had ruptured something in his butt, and he was so afraid to go to the doctor's. He died because he was embarrassed. Yeah. No. To explain what happened, he felt pain there. He knew something was wrong. It and it ruptured his insides. And he was so because the horse, you know, not be girls, but horses have huge penises because they're right. huge animals. And he was so embarrassed to go that he died because of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're gonna have to put like parental <laughs> guidance. Not even that. <laughs> so not even episode. that. There is a. I watched a documentary, and there is a place it's in the United States, I can't remember what state it is, but it's like this compound where there's like all these people that are like into bestiality go uh-huh. and live with their wives. I swear to God, I kid you not. Now, wives were talking animals. animals. It's a huge compound, and there's like all these different men that go there with their wives. They're all men. Is it like in the South? I, I believe it's, South Park made a, an episode it's like at, that. It's legal. Really? It's like a little area that's legal like that. They all have their wives there. They're all the animals they have sex with. They have all kinds of animals. Some uh, guy doesn't love the chicken. Like, I don't... What do you do with a chicken? You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and segueing from that into a more of a... A, a normal a, discussion. Yeah. Well, not so much normal. 
Oh, uh, yeah. You guys <laughs> had your first experience with the titty joint. Yeah. Or, or, excuse me, the strip... Or, I'll even go further. The Gentleman's Club. Yes, gentlemen's Yeah, because it's totally for gentlemen. Okay, so let's hear the story. What happened? So, we went to this uh, local gentleman's club called Peaches. Like, it's a, the only full nude 18 and up uh, gentleman's club up here. And it was okay, I guess. I don't know. It's not my thing. It's I was going to say for a straight woman. It's not, it's not my thing, but... It's not my thing either. Because uh, <laughs> mom was like, you chuck him there? I was like, yeah, who cares? Right. But they... I, it's funny because like, I watch movies about strippers and I always have like this glamorous thing in my mind. Like, they're going to come out with these costumes on and they're going to give a show. Like They come out like in a bikini. The same. Time. The same bikini, bikini. Like, over. Multiple times. And yeah. over. And over. But you know they gotta have a different song each time, or else it it, it, it does not go <laughs> with the guys. I guess I don't know. Okay, now and I, I know a lot of people are gonna go <gasps> when I say this, but I've actually never been to a strip club. Yeah, I, I've yeah. never had the need or desire. Want, to, yeah. yeah, to go. One to... thing I will say is the men that you would think would be there are there. Yeah. Oh yeah! Picture all these nasty guys in your head, and they're there. Really? Yeah. The men that can't get women. Really? I mean, I was there with my friend Vita um, and her husband. They came together, but what was it? More of a joke, or what was this? One? They like to go to the strip club. Yeah, I I say they're they're swingers people because <laughs> obviously uh, during this experience when we were there, uh, there there was a moment where. <laughs> they were all the way up you at can, the beginning. You can be uh, explicit. Okay. okay. Give, give they, no, there's like, when you go to the strip club, there's like a stage and there's chairs around the stage and then there's tables back yeah. more. Right. I had to laugh because they were sitting up there and someone told the strippers that it was Vivi's birthday. So they were all, all the strippers were all over her, like giving her titty motorboat and everything. And this one stripper, she's up there and. She grabs both their hands and they're touching her breasts at the same time. I was like, oh, look at togetherness. <laughs> but I, I got my first titty feel. I got the cop uh, feel some tits there. <laughs> it was embarrassing. And everybody started cheering. That was the worst part. I want a dollar. I didn't know I that because she goes to me. She's like, hey, I didn't see you over there. The stripper, I'm like, because I'm like, please don't let them come over here. They made me sit at the front. Right. I'm like, please don't let the stripper like, make any eye contact with me. Please, God. I'm just like, please let them not. And she comes over and she's like, oh, here, I didn't see you up here. And she gets my hand and she puts it on her boob and like rubs it down her body. And everybody's like cheering. I'm like, don't freaking cheer. Don't encourage her. I was, I was in the back I couldn't laughing. even look up. I just had my eyes closed. I'm just like, oh, God. She had soft breasts, I will say, but it did nothing for me. So I'm 100% certain that I'm a straight woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> A lot of people are going to question me, like, how did I feel about this? That's where I was going. I was <laughs> yeah, going yeah. next. I, I, I didn't feel anything about this because I, I know who I love and I, and I know what I love. I like big women. I'm not going to lie. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Chubby Chase. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to front. I like big girls. That's why I don't care that he went there because I know he's not like, oh, and some of the girls are fat, though. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. Some of them are fat, but let me tell you, they're disgusting. They're not in any way, you know... In my eye, yeah. One of the girls that was there, one of the strippers, she, one of the people I know know, knows her, and she just had twins. Really? Yeah, she's on stage with her vagina that's just flapping in the air. (laughs) Be like. You can tell that she just had babies. Like, you can see it. Like, that's disgusting. Like, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. And ugh, some of those girls are disgusting. I was, ba I, it's sad to admit, but I was like judging them. Like, like there was a couple pretty ones, but two of them were just so gross. Really? Like just nasty women. Like, you know that. No, was every... was the whole environment just nasty? Because it's that's funny just... because they want it to look sophisticated. Right. Which it's they not, fail. but they want it to. They it's like we want this to look like it because they you know they have cigars there like that. Mm -hmm. They want it to be sophisticated looking, but it looks cheesy. Does it? it? It has the typical uh, beat down, run down stripper club feel to it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like I swear to you, if you if you go in there, it's like lights are literally hanging off the ceiling. They got. They don't these... even have a ceiling. Yeah. There's no, there's it's no ceiling. all board. It's boards and beams and pipes and stuff up there. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Now, see, for me, and and I know some of the men that are listening to this might completely disagree with me but this is just me mm -hmm. i've never been in that sort of thing because okay let's just be upfront of what it is it's, it's supposed to turn a, you know a, a yeah. guy or you know a girl that likes that type of thing mm -hmm. turn them on right that's what i don't understand like why you'd want to i don't know why would you want to uh, this is and see and that was yeah. one of the things is that's why i was never in porn or the, the yeah. porn magazine or anything like that because for me it doesn't make sense if you get to that point where you're, what's what's a good word, um, turned on. Yeah. But there's there's nothing to do. You know, there's no beautiful woman around you. So what's the point? To me, mm -hmm. that that's for people who, who don't have anyone. If you have somebody, why do you need that? Right. Mm -hmm. Do that with the person you have. Not fantasize about it and do it with yourself. But... Right. The whole thing that got <laughs> me about this, this gentleman's club is that their VIP lounges were like literally, uh, if you took a cubicle at work, okay, uh -huh. and you took that cubicle and you made it face the wall with a door, but there's no roof on it so you can hear the guys, okay? And these things are sticking out where the stage is. It, so you see the girls go back there. It was kind of cheesy. It was, <laughs> it was really cheesy. cheesy. But another thing I was going to say, like, because, you know, I went, my friend Fantasia went, my friend Mallory went, my friend Michelle went, and... I went, so honestly, I was curious. I wanted to see what it was like. Right. Yeah. I want to know what it was like to be a strip club. I want to see what the girls did. Like, I want to see what it was like I imagined in my head, like, on TV and stuff like that, which it wasn't. And I had fun. It was, to me, it was like a joke kind of fun. But I don't see why people would want to go there as a couple and do that. To me, it's right. just weird. I don't know. But I know we all had fun. And I had to laugh because Michelle, she's like, I want to make it rain. I want to be a baller. Because, like, like, some guy went up there. And he had a big old handful of money. He just threw it out. It's just like that's so cool, which it would be kind of cool because it looks like you're, you know, boinging, I guess. But right. yeah, we don't we don't have that kind Dumb of money. Dude, <laughs> I gave one dollar. I was like, I have one dollar, and that's all I have. That's all I'm giving. I had it cost five dollars a piece to get in there, which we had coupons. <laughs> they yeah. have coupons for this place because we had five dollar off coupons. <laughs> Three okay. for ones, by that, the way. That should tell you something. If, yeah. If, there's a strip joint that's offering coupons. That should tell you the quality yeah. of the. So we had not not, not to mention the name is Peaches. Yeah. Right. We're gonna get into a conversation. But, about uh, the name. It had half off coupons, and then you have you have to buy one drink. Well, I didn't know that the soda for a cup of soda was six dollars. What? Yeah. Monsters were seven fifty. Almost eight dollars. I thought because I was like, how much is a monster? She was seven fifty. I'm like, I was like, I'll take a soda then. I thought sodas would be like four dollars. Right. Okay. No, six dollars. She's no. like, that'll be twelve dollars because I I asked for one too. She's like, oh, that'll be twelve dollars. You have to have one drink each, and you have to get in. Right. 
So I'm like, okay, I just spent 20 something dollars because I gave the waitress a tip. I was like, I ain't got no money. I'm not giving these bitches all my money. I came here to support my friend for her birthday. I didn't come here to give these bitches my money. Right. So I gave I gave the one who who I felt her boobs a dollar. I figured she earned it. <laughs> yeah, that was her her uh, She go buy some more lotion money. for those titties. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna wrangle herself some cowboys. I just find it strange how a woman can let all these people and she's never, I don't know, like, just walk around today but have all these strangers touch her tits all the time. To me, that's weird. Right. It is, it's a weird concept in my head, like. Not to mention. And you know this girl, she was, she seemed like a real, honest, like a nice, sweet girl. She did. Because she came down and talked to Vita and she was, had a good personality. To me, she was like the epitome of a dumb blonde, kind of. Uh-huh. She was like, <laughs> like, she did. Just bubbly. Bubbly and kind of, she acted kind of like. Ditsy. Ditsy. Which might be act, you know, but. She seemed like a nice girl out of all of them. She seemed like the nicest one. But she, it's like, to me, I don't know how you could do, to me, it seems pretty degrading. I know they're making money, but to let hundreds and thousands of people touch your tits all the time and put your vagina, it, it was gross. I didn't know they did this. And this is the part that made me the most disgusted. These bitches would get like, like if they saw a man with money, they're like, first of all, if you sit down and they see you with money, they come over to you. Like they run on the stage shoes, like, and they start dancing and doing this humping shit in the air and all kinds of weird stuff. They'll get on their butt, stick their freaking knees over your shoulder while you're sitting down there. Completely like, naked. Completely naked. With their vagina right in these men's faces. And the guys are just like... I seen the look on these guys' faces. I, I was like disgusted. Their, their mouths open. They're like, like, oh my god, there's a vagina in my face. And then they would take their tits and rub them all over their face. See, that's... That's like on the cusp of porn. Yeah. Like on the cusp of porn. I was going to say... Almost, was, it's it's softcore. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. It's... The guys aren't allowed to touch them, but... Right. And, like... Oh, there was this one broad. Oh, my God. She was so nasty. She was... Like I said, I told you earlier, she's an older chick. Uh-huh. And she would, like, open up her vagina and, like, show you the inside of it. And she's not supposed to do that. Like, I know she wasn't because she would look at, the, like, where the bouncer was at. Uh-huh. When he wasn't around, she would do it, like, for these guys. Like, oh, you like this pussy, don't you? And, like, slap it. I'm like, this broad is disgusting. Not to mention, it looked like she was old enough to be my mom. Yeah. With fake boobs almost bigger than her head. But to to be on that point, my wife is almost old enough to be your mom. No, no, no. Just, just, just but your thought. wife's not a stripper. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. She's not putting her vagina up there and opening it for the world <laughs> to see. And this broad had a butthole that was the biggest <laughs> butthole I've ever seen in my... That's, all, that's the only thing I saw about her. She opened her legs and I was like, oh my god, her asshole's huge. <laughs> Lacey goes, you should have asked her if she, if she wore the pins. Because I'm sure when she walks that shit just falls out. <laughs> huge. Oh, man. Not to be gross, but her vagina look, didn't look all stretched. You know how like, porno, their vaginas look all stretched out and nasty? Right, right. Her vagina didn't look like that. But her asshole is like where it all happened. That was where all the shit was happening. <laughs> I guess. It uh... was Huge. Wow. I think that's why she got some fake boobs because she's like, I'm not having she's any more of the asshole. Who's too much scar tissue? <laughs> God, we're gonna have to rate this rated M for sure. That's what I'm saying. This we're, is gonna be in the porno section of iTunes. <laughs> no, better not me. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna say I already know, you know, what the name of this episode is, and when we're only 20 minutes into it, but I already know it. It's parental guidance suggested. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. why I think I'm gonna name this one. Because this has got to be rated M. Yeah, M 
<laughs> plus 18, I will say that I, I, I don't have any intention to ever go back to the strip club unless one of my friends decides to go to amateur night. I promise I will go and cheer for her and give her money as long as she gave back to me and went to Danny's afterwards. <laughs> now here, I'll give you 40 bucks. And no, I said I would go get $40 at once. I'd give them to her and then she had to give them back to me when she's done. Because I think, I think they go off like tips. Like uh-huh. for whoever gets the most tips wins it. Right. Hey, they don't have to know. I don't know if she's giving my money back to me. No. Unless they keep it for themselves, then you won't be seeing that money. No, they don't. They can't keep their girls' tips. They can't do that. Rebecca, how do I explain this with Rebecca? Though Rebecca is a girly girl, you don't want her walking through a metal detector at an airport. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. She's a, a piercing fanatic. A fanatic? No. Piercing fanatic is someone who has, like, every t- possible piercing pierced. I do not. Okay, just on your head, how many piercings do you have? Um... Okay, let's see. One, two, three. three. My head? No. Two. One, two, three, four, three. five, this six, seven. Stop, let me count myself. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Psych, never mind. I, I was off by three. <laughs> my, my case is made. But a lot of them are in my ears, okay? Only... Five on my face. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, five. Okay. So, anyway, before we started recording, you were talking about the experience. Oh, okay. Now, did it hurt getting... Because... Uh, just explain, because you just got more piercings done. Explain to the listeners what you got pierced. I got um, both my is pierced, and I got my lip redone. And that's all you got? I thought you did something with your ears, too. That's the tragus. No, I meant your lobes. No. No. No, no just about these two, the traguses, and the, that's enough. Because I don't, I don't like to get a lot at one time because you have a, you have a chance to get an infection, and then you're gonna, it could spread to all your piercings at one time, so. Right. Um, so did they hurt? What, what was it that hurt? Well, I was really freaked out because this... My lip had a, has a big mound of scar tissue on the inside. Uh-huh. So I was scared about that because I know that scar tissue hurts pierce through. And then the traguses, which are the little the little nubbies on like the hole to your ear canal, is that? Right. And they're a thick cartilage. And they're, it's like on your face. And everybody's like, yeah, that hurts so bad. It's going to make your whole jaw hurt. And it's hard to sleep. And I was like, that's why I've been holding this off. I've wanted these for years. And I'm like, I was like, I really want them. Do I want them that bad? Like... <laughs> And I'm already, I'm, I already, like, I have like traumatizing experience with ha- with having my my cartilage pierced, anyways. So I was just holding it off for a long time. But the traguses did not hurt at all. I didn't even feel it. I don't know if it was because my adrenaline was so high. Right. But there was no pain, and right now there's still no pain from it. Except now you have pain. In my lip. Cause I smacked her. I'm kidding. It hurts really bad. <laughs> it's really swollen. But she did get smacked. Yeah, I got smacked in my piercing the day after I get it done, and now it's all swollen. By her uncle. <laughs> and it hurts. And... So if you hear intermittent slurping sounds... It's me. <laughs> I gave her a popsicle, so... Yeah, helps the swollen go down. I gotta tell down. you, my, my traumatizing experience was... Because uh, I was freaking out really bad. It was embarrassing because the, ta- the, 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 the professional piercing lady, she looked at me all crazy. Uh-huh. She's probably thinking, like, this girl has all these piercings already. Why is she being such a baby? Right. So I was like, 
tell my friends, oh man, oh man, like, I was like, wait, don't go yet, don't go yet, like, I was just being a baby about it, I really was, and <clears throat> last time I got pierced, I got two piercings at one time, I got my nose and I got an industrial, and industrial is when you get a bar through your ear, basically, it's two piercings and it's like a bar right. at one time, and I, I told her, I was like, you should do my, whichever one doesn't hurt is worth first. And do the more painful one after. Because you know if you're going to go get a piercing and the, you get the more painful one first, you're going to be like, oh my god, I don't want to... Right, you don't want to do it again. Yeah, I don't want to do the, the other piercing, I just want to go. You know what I'm right. saying? And so I was like, a lot of people said, like, don't get both your industrials at one time because you'll never you'll never be able to sleep because it hurts so bad. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get one done. But he's like, yeah, let me do your industrial first. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. I thought I was going to die. It hurt so bad. And it didn't even hurt when she put... It did hurt when she put the needle through. But what hurt is when she put the bar in. Because she... for I don't know if she ran out of the size of gauge for the needle or what. But she pierced it with a smaller gauge size than what she put in my ear. So essentially... It ripped it. It was like, here, I pierced it. It hurts like a motherfucker. Let me go and shove something huge in this hole that doesn't even fit. Mm. And then on top of that, I got my nose done after that. I was just like, I just want to get this shit done. Like, I feel like I was gonna throw up. It hurt so bad. Then it got super infected. It got a keloid, which is when you get cartilage piercing and you don't push that skin because they push the skin out and you don't push it back in. Right. The piercer, it'll ca- cause the skin to grow out so outwards, so it'll be a big, huge lump. It got a keloid. The keloid got infected, so I started picking it off, and it would grow back every time. Finally, it didn't grow back. My ears are normal; they're not deformed, but. It was super infected. It was really... I probably should have taken it out. It was so bad. And I'm probably lucky that I didn't get a really bad infection. Because your whole ear chopped off. <laughs> it was nasty. It's, the infection smell, it was horrid. every time... And then finally it would start to get better. And every time it would start to heal, my hair would get wrapped on the bar and I'd go like to brush my hair and it would rip and it would get infected again. Uh-huh. This happened... This went on for two years straight. And I was like, I will never... People are like, are oh, you going to get the other side done? I would never do the other side. Ever. Like, I'm never getting it done. It's going to stay like the way it is. And that's why I'm traumatized from piercings. But I think I'm over that now because I got this done and I feel like not every piercing is as bad as that. Well, there's, there's only one more place to do that. Pierce. Like my bro. I'm not piercing anything else. Mm. Um, why? Why piercings? Do I like them? Explain. I don't just like them. Now, this isn't, this isn't so much co-host Dave kicking in. This is brother Kevin coming out in me. Um, it's, I don't know. It, it, because I remember Rebecca as this sweet, innocent child <laughs> with no tattoos, no piercings. She looked like the average little girl. And though I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and yeah. I, I've come to accept it, it and it, it is because I'm, and I've said this many times, you know, on air, off air. I'm just not a big fan of, of women getting multiple tattoos. Yeah. Actually, just my my culture where I came from. Um, you know, and then my baby sister has, is just that. How many tattoos do you have? Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven tattoos. Twelve. Twelve tattoos. I have three. That's yeah, but they're pretty big. I mean, I and I'm pretty sure you want more. 
I did afterwards, but now mm. because it's been so many years, it's been over he, ten he years. Needs to, I, I think I don't say he, he get gets more, but he should filled. get it filled. Yeah, the the Taurus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's faded a lot, but um, I don't know. I like I like the way the piercings look. I mean, that's part of it. It's not just. I mean, oh, it's not like a you know I want to be rebellious type thing that everybody thinks it is. I just like the way they look, but I also I like like. The rush. It sounds weird to say that, but it's like masochist. No, <laughs> I'm not an masochist. But it's like because when we're trying to get a piercing or a tattoo, it's like I, I feel like I'm not going to be able to get through it. I feel like I'm not strong enough to take that pain, but I always am, and that feels good. Like even especially when I get tattoos, like I when I get tattoos because I'm I'm not a wuss, but my pain tolerance is high, but. After so long, especially when it comes to shading a tattoo, it kills me. So I'll start counting or saying the ABCs. I'm like, and I'll think in my head, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, I just can't take it. It hurts so bad. I can't push it out of my mind. Right. And I always make it. And I'm like, yes, I made it, you know? Just promise not to get no tattoos on your face. No, she won't. Never. I would never, I would never get a tattoo on my if, neck or if, my face or my she, hands. Ever. If she ever got a tattoo on her face, I'd slap it off of her. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, that to me, okay. I'm like a beauty oriented person. Like, I'm gonna become a cosmetologist. I love wearing makeup like that. Mm-hmm. Piercings, you can take them out. Right. Once they, or even, you know, you can take them out and never have them back again. Yeah, you're gonna have little scars, but you can cover those scars. Right. We'll cover up. Yeah. I would never, to me, I don't think people should put tattoos on their face and neck because it takes away from their actual looks or beauty, in my opinion. I agree. Because you can't, I mean, well, you could get it removed, but. There was a, a guy who works at the hospital, and I had met him years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just recently ran into him again, and I, I didn't realize he still worked there. Mm-hmm. And he found Jesus, and he decided to take off all his tattoos. Now, the last time I seen him, he literally had neck uh, all the way to here. Up to the top, right yeah. under his jawline, down his neck, down his chest, down his arms, to his fingers, you know, and he had them all removed. And he said that that was the most excruciating pain that he had ever experienced. I'm sorry, but that's crazy. I, I wouldn't I spend that much money. I don't understand money. why finding Jesus had to remove your tattoos. Because they were racist tattoos. Oh. They weren't, you know. Just... Regular old average tattoos. Right. Yeah. yeah. There there was a story being told in the tattoos. Uh, I thought about that before he got it. Yeah. I see some I see some really stupid tattoos was and I'm he, like, really? What, what was he? Was he a white fairy? skinhead? Yeah. 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 <laughs> probably. Probably. No, but now for you, you don't have no tattoos, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> or piercings. I was gonna say I was twenty four. When I got my very first tattoo, mm. um, right before Jaden was born, I got I got the the dragon, and everything. These three tattoos are significant to me because mm-hmm. they have meaning. This is the Jade Dragon. My son's name is Jaden. There's the connection. Um, I'm I'm born May eighth, Taurus. Mm-hmm. There's the Taurus, and then the double headed phoenix was something. That kind of derived from the X-Men, which, you know, their character, the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So that was a symbol of 
Um, how do I explain it? I, I'm sorry if there's lots of slurping in the background. Sorry. Um, the phoenix kind of represented my my imagination, my my goals, everything yeah. that I wanted to be. But I asked Sean, who who did the tattoo, I said, put a second head on there. Yeah. And for me, having a double-headed phoenix means that... There's two days. Well, no. There's, <laughs> there's, there's always a possibility. There's nothing ever set in stone. Yeah. You can write, you can go right, or you can go left. Yeah. And that's what the double-headed phoenix stands for. It, it's my dreams and my goals, but nothing's ever set in stone. I mean best case scenario I published for 20 years decide to hang it up and now I'm babbling in front of a microphone you know every week mm-hmm. you know there and there's no there's no direction to it and yeah. that's what kind of what this tattoo meant to me um so no see that, that's the same way I'd get tattoos is uh I'm gonna get her name on my chest and then I'm gonna get a Gemini symbol probably on my arm Bipolar symbol. Yeah, my bipolar symbol. See, that's funny. You say you're getting her name on your chest because, um, uh, yeah, Rebecca's known this for a while. I'm pretty sure she does. Um, Lacey, my wife, she's been wanting me to get her name tattooed on me. And I won't do that. I won't do that. We've been together for almost 20 years, and I just, I won't do that. I don't know why. Is it a superstitious thing? Maybe, maybe, you know. I mean, after 20 years, you know, we were 17 years old when we got, well, I was 17, she was 18 by the time we got together. And, you know, but it's still, that's a long-ass time. Mm. And, and it's not like, you know, there's any type of deviation from our relationship. You know, we're still going strong. But still, it's just that concept of, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I won't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't even put my kids' names on now, really? I would I would consider like a a portrait of the kids. I would do that. I would go and have a portrait done, mm-hmm. and it, I'd I'd actually put it over. I already thought about this in advance. If if I were to go, it would be both the kids together in one picture, and it'd be over my heart. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. A lot of people don't like to put other people's names on them. Like I'm not the type of person like I would just tattoo anybody's name on me. Right. Let me tell you that because I see people like. I got, two, I got a list of 20 people, and they all got X's over them. Like, oh, this one's the right one. 20 people later. Like, that's stupid to me, but. <laughs> yeah. My dad's got uh, my mom and Frankie's name tattooed on <laughs> So. I, but I know that I'm going to be married to Aaron forever. And if something ever did happen and we broke up. I, I would, would be. I wouldn't. I would be crushed. Well, let, be let, me just, let me just it's say. It's not going to happen, no. okay? It's not going to happen because I'm a loyal person. I know he's a loyal person. Right. But hypothetically, if something ever did happen and we did break up, I wouldn't regret getting it because it meant something to me and it's part of my story. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of the wedding, and I've been thinking about this, I, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. Melting, okay? I'm sorry. I'm trying to eat this as fast as possible. I changed my stance on the last name situation. I think you should change your name to Rebecca Illich. Why? It's actually got a good sound to it. it it's okay. Some of those, I don't know, maybe it's just because I hear you say Illich every week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, Gro- it's growing on him. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, the Russian I, I, is coming out. But I, I think you should. Now, I already, I already told her him professional name's still gonna stand. Right, but I mean yeah. legally, I. Think I already she told him I'm going to because I like to give him a hard time, and he gets all butt hurt and he gets really mad because I guess it's like a man pride thing. It is. But uh, I'm changing. I am legally changing my name to Illich. Even though I hate the way I, I hate the way it sounds when I say it, because I have a yeah, list. yeah, it's, no, no, I do not. I don't sound like that, okay, um, at all. Horrible. But and I probably just destroyed the microphone with that <laughs> laugh cackle thing. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Anyways, uh, I'm I'm very excited. I mean, now that even more so. Now that I've I've got to know uh, Aaron, you know it, it's I, I'm very honestly excited. very excited that you <laughs> yeah. guys are, you know because <laughs> shut up she's being a d did now we actually met correct me if I'm wrong but we met like thirty minutes before we started recording the first podcast yes is that when we when we first met no no. No? When we first met, it was, uh, what, maybe a few weeks before Zoe's birthday, and you were pretty much seeing to get per- <laughs> permission if I could come over from Lacey. <laughs> You're like, you should go over there and meet him. Right. So he's not like... <laughs> you no, he... When did you meet? That that was the first day. At, oh, yeah. It was the first day. At when? The... It was the day before her birthday party. Okay. And then, but you came over and you met him, but you didn't really talk to him that much. And now, you know, and it's that's kind of the thing that makes me feel good is this whole purpose. Mm-hmm. And and I said this all the way in episode one, and I don't know if I've said it again, but since we're nearing, I think this is episode seventeen, 17 or eighteen or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, that's how do I explain it? The whole reason behind podcasting is, is I wanted to talk to friends and family. Yeah. I talk to you and Rebecca every single week. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, now that we've podcasted more, we actually talk a lot more on the phone or I just come over, you come over. You yeah. know, you're, we're a lot more involved with each other's lives than prior to podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the main concept behind the podcasting has done what I want it to do. It feels like I've reconnected with my sister, mm-hmm. you know, and I've connected with you. Yeah. You know, we are family, and, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Even if, God forbid, something were to ever happen, which would be really, really interesting, because I'd still make you two get together and do Seeing Red, even though... <laughs> yeah, that Nothing's ever going to happen. I know. I, 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 I'm not even going to put that doubt in there, because I know nothing's ever going to happen. Aaron's my soulmate. People don't believe in soulmates, but he is my soulmate. Blow it. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, how do I, how do I say this? Out of someone who's been married for almost 18 years, I married my high school sweetheart. Well, she's pretty much my high school sweetheart since he's still I'm still in high, high school. You know, the best thing is, is, is communication. Mm-hmm. Even if it hurts to talk, it still needs to be communicated. Oh, you don't know me, man. I'm, I. She this will cuss you out no, and say every other word under the sun and no, be like, "I I do this because this one thing I hate about him is like, <laughs> I, I like I'm like, 
I'm like, no, I'm still talking. Get over here. You're going to talk to me now. You're going to fucking listen to what I have to say. I'm like, no, I'm going to the room. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I make him listen to me. I talk to, we talk it out. Like, I'm not just like, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to walk away. We're going to walk away. We're going to get pissed off. Which works for some people. Like, they cool off or whatever. Right. I have to keep talking until I'm not mad anymore. Because if not, then I get even more mad. And then I get even more mad. Right. And then I get crazy, so... Well, it's the wedding's coming close, and I'm excited, and everything's coming together nicely. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have my piercings by then. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, so you, like, Mom's so that flip. No. no, she went off on me, Kevin. I wanted to slap her. Told me I was a homely freak and all that stuff. She's like, you're getting your wedding pictures taken tomorrow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if you're not holy enough as it is. I was like, really, Mom? She goes, yeah, you just want to be a freak, don't you? You got your lip pierced twice. I was like, first of all, where the hell have you been? I've had this piercing on my other side, the other side of my lip pierced for what two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does this really make me look that the tragus isn't, isn't even bad? You can't even if I put my hair. Well, I don't have long hair, but if I did, you could cover that. Right. All I got was this, but I'm so homely. But whatever. And then she, in the next minute, she's like, Yeah, I just think that you need to stop being pierced because you're 25 years old. It's time to grow up, and I don't know some bullshit. Uh, it, it is what it is. I try to tell her, I'm like, Mom, I'm a grown woman, and if I wanted to pierce my nose together or some weird-ass shit, I could. Right, it's your choice. I seen it on Facebook where this lady in, I guess, Austin, Texas, she had just got done getting her paycheck for the week. Okay, now she carried a pistol with her, six-round mag, and she was waiting at this bus stop by herself. Was she got it blind. Late or? Uh, no, I guess it was like around the evening time. Okay. It wasn't like too too late. Anyway, she got completely blindsided by this guy that took her purse, and she had her hand on her pistol because she was nervous. Yeah, because she was nervous. And when the guy took her purse, she still had her hand on the pistol. So uh, she said out loud to the guy that was running away with her purse, since she had her pistol on her hand, she said, "You're not getting away with my checking tips, motherfucker." Or some along the lines like like that, okay? So, she shot him, boom, 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 six times, okay? She physically shot him six times? Yes. And when asked by the judge why she shot him six times, she said, because the seventh time I shot, it just said click. (laughs) Yes. And she was acquitted of all charges. Really? Yes. So, what was was it, like, self-defense? Yeah. They were going to give her manslaughter. Yep. And they acquitted her of all charges, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And this was in Texas? Yes. God bless Texas. Exactly. It actually does some justice. That is. Texas is a big gun state, though. They let you have your guns and stuff. Yeah. I know. I have uh, a few friends in Texas. and We live really close to the Texas border, so I, I know them and their guns and their, their gun racks in the back of their 78 pickups. And... <laughs> you know you're red, Nick. They got gun, they like gun, gun racks right? on their... Like, Put on their dashboard of their car, <laughs> mounted. Nice. I won't have a gun rack. I'll have a sword rack. That would be cool. A sword rack. <laughs> <laughs> People wouldn't even fuck with you. They'd be like, "Like, why do you have swords in your truck, dude?" Come closer. Let's find out. I know. Okay, so what kind of weird news do you got? Well, I have a story first. So I was going through Netflix today, and I was looking at new releases. There's a movie on there called Compliance. So I started playing it. 
basically, it's about this girl. She works at a a restaurant. It's called what's it called? Chicken Witch. Chicken Witch or something. Chick Witch, like that. Chick like Chick Fillet or some kind of knockoff. Uh huh. Basically, she works at the store and she works at the cash register. And the manager gets a call saying it's the police, saying that a woman just went to the police station and reported that that worker had stolen her money out of her purse. So. Like, he tells the managers to, like, you know, talk to her about it, to find the money, all the stuff. She needs to stay there. They're going to be on their way. He talks to the woman into taking off this woman's clothes, doing a strip search on her, taking her clothes, putting it in her car, that they can't leave her alone. She has to be watched. Like, they keep telling, he keeps talking, like, he'll say, give her the phone, let me talk to her. I know you stole the money. Why are you lying? She's like, I didn't do it. What are you talking about? She has, tries to have a male coworker watch her while she's, because the, I guess the store's real busy, while she goes out and works. And he gets on the phone with the guy, and he's like, you need to, to strip her, and you need to check her armpits on her breast. And he's like, I'm not doing that. She's my friend. That's wrong. Right. So he's like, no, I'm out of here. So she gets back in there, and he's like, do you have, a, the police officer asks her, do you have a, a husband or a fiance? She's like, I have a fiance. She calls the fiance down to watch this chick, right? He gets on the phone with this guy, and he this guy convinces this, the police officer convinces this guy to basically rape her. Really? Yeah. And finally... Um, her fiance leaves and one of their day workers comes in and tells, she's like, can you watch her? Well, he gets on the phone and this guy starts telling her to strip search her and look at her crotch for the money, right? And he's like, no, I ain't doing it. He goes out there and he tells her, he's like, he's like, um, this dude, this police officer is telling me to search her crotch. I'm not doing that. That's wrong. No, the, the police officer is on the phone. Yeah, this happened for like three hours or six hours. It was a long time. Why didn't he come in? Oh, they couldn't come in. They were, they were searching her house because it had something to do with her brother and drugs or something like that. And they they let they believe this, okay. So the guy disagrees; he's not going to do it. Tells her that the guy told him to search her crotch. So she gets on the phone to call her manager because supposedly her manager knows all about this. Calls her manager. He goes, "I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't. I've been sick all day. What are you talking about? A girl stealing something?" She hangs up the phone and she realizes what happened. They call the police. Well, this is a true story. This really happened. Really? Yes. In multiple restaurants. Multiple states. Okay, this guy would get on the phone and call up restaurants impersonating a police officer. Somehow he found out information on the workers. The names and everything. He found out somehow. Nobody knows how he did. And he would call up and make up a, like a fake crime that they, they pulled and convince people to do this to people. To like molest them and all this stuff. Rape them. Yeah. And what did he get out of it? I guess sexual, sexual pleasure. pleasure or some some kind of sick sexual pleasure. This dude worked in a prison. He was a prison warden. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he did this in 70 different fast food restaurants in 31 different states. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And he finally got caught that time he'd done it. They found out it was literally like 70 different restaurants. This happened at an actual McDonald's. And she sued McDonald's. Oh, I bet. She was 18 years old. And she kept telling her manager, please, you know, please, don't, don't, I don't want to be strip searched. No, and the manager made her because the police told him to do it. Are people that stupid? They have to be. I, I told Seven you. people got arrested because of that and, put, and served, served sentences out of that restaurant because it was like different coworkers and all that stuff doing that right. shit to her. That lady's husband really did that. That lady, she's like, well, I didn't know. He seemed like he had an answer for everything. He seemed like a real police officer. Three hours later, come on. Well, I think it was more than three hours later. No, the actual story was three hours. The uh, real story. On the movie, it seemed like it was like eight hours. But on the the, sto- the actual story, it was three hours it went on for. And their police station was like right around the corner from there. 
they couldn't send anybody out because they're all at her house investigating some kind of drug or something. And they believe this. And they rape, and this this lady's husband raped that girl. Wow. He, well, he didn't rape, rape her, but he basically raped her. He forced her to do stuff to him sexually. Oh, really? Yeah. And that he didn't want to do in the first place. He, it's not that he didn't want to do it. He was drunk. He she, got into it. He's like, he's like, well, I'm a cop, you know, and you got to do what I say. And this guy was drunk and he, he probably wanted it. Come on now. If someone tells you, I'm a cop and I want you to force this girl to have oral sex with you. Are you going to do it? No. No. That's illegal. It's illegal to strip search somebody if you're not a police officer. Right. So they're stupid. I'm actually, I, I'm speechless. Yeah. That That's. Yeah, like. I don't know if all the cases were as severe. Uh-huh. But I do know there, there's more than one case of a girl getting raped. From that guy, by that guy, do prank calls. I'll tell you what, though the 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 actual story behind it was better than the movie. Yeah, the movie really, was that great. Yeah. yeah, and then I guess um, in 2009, because this happened like I think in 2007 or something like that. In 2009, uh, someone prank called a KFC in New Hampshire and convinced the manager to turn on the sprinkler so that it sprayed fire retardant all over the employees. Then convince them to go outside and get naked, pee on each other to to neutralize the chemicals. And they really did it. What is wrong with people? I don't know. They huffing too much. That's what happens when you work. I guess people who work at fast this is gonna sound like like really mean. People who work at fast food must be pretty stupid. Seventy different places. Right. Thirty one states. Come on now. That just goes to show. If someone told me to take my clothes off that I stole something, I'd say I'd be like, call the cops because I ain't doing it. I'm out of here. Grab me and do something to me. And I'm, I say, I say, call the cops. Call them and bring them here right now. Let them take me to jail. Speaking of taking to jail, I have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually broadcasted on our local radio station uh, today. I, I listened to it. I think because I, I went outside and, you know, Rebecca knows I was switching all the different water bowls and stuff. And when I was outside, I heard sirens going off, and every it was just it sounded like hell outside. I was like, "What's going on?" Well, no, it, it has nothing to do with up here, but it was broadcasted on our, uh, our local radio station. I was listening to it when I took Jaden to school, and I actually finished listening to this because I've never heard our local radio station talk about something like this. And Jaden's like, "Let's go, Dad. Let's go." I'm like, "Just wait, just wait. You know, it's okay. You can be a little late. I just want to hear this." So, down the hill in Los Angeles, a guy is arrested for drunken, uh, what is it? Drunken. Public, in, public, uh, shoot, what is it? Drunken disorderly? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, being drunk in, in public. Yeah. So, they go, they take him to the drunk tank, they, they do a more thorough search on him, and they find this wire that is coming through his pocket, the lining of his pocket, into his pocket, which is connected to a device. The guy, just like, eh, no big deal, you know, and they're like, well, what is it? And he's like, it's my vibrator. They're like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's my anal vibrator. Oh my god. Wow. It gets better. It gets better. So, they make him you know, take it out, and they're they're handling it really carefully. And the guy's like, "What do you think it is? A bomb? You know, I I didn't take it apart and put this chemical in it to make it this chemical. I literally tell him step by step. If you're going to take an anal plug 
and turn it into a bomb. How you this is it. how you do it. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, they freak out because they're like, oh shit, this isn't an anal plug. This is a bomb. Okay. Mm. They detain him for uh, public intoxication and possible terrorism. Yeah, terrorist threat. They called in the bomb squad. Okay. Now let's let's just hold that thought because bomb squad. They said it took them five hours to take this thing apart. Yeah. Now, who cleaned the shit off of it? That's my first question. <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, he just like, plop, you know, pulled that sunbitch out. Just, you know, and you know, it had to have It's like some. an ass tampon, basically. Yeah. You know, and it, it, was, it was in the shape of an egg. Ew. And, um, yeah, the, it's the alternative radio station is the one I heard. Yeah. So anyway, you know, it's, it's got to have some type of shit on there. Yes. Because they're, they're thinking it's a bomb. They're not going to wipe that sucker down. So bomb squad walks into this egg looking thing that has shit all over it. And they're like, okay, Bill, go for it. And what is he going to do? You know, took a bite out of crime. uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's literally got to stick his face up there to, to, you know, disassemble it. So, to make a very long story short, five hours later, they take it completely apart. And the conclusion was, it was an anal vibrating butt plug. How did this guy know how to make a bomb? I don't know. But that's what they're saying. He he literally told them step by step, This is if I was going to do this, this is how I'd do it. And that freaked them out. I wonder like what profession he was in. I don't know. He probably, he probably knew, and then he's like, I'm going to freak them out even more. Motherfuckers will put me in jail. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to jail anyway. You know, I'm embarrassed. Let's just, you know, own the situation. Let's see what happens. Who walks around with a vibrator up their asshole all day? That, that. Probably a homeless person or something. I don't know. A homeless person, no. Where would they get it at? No. This is some freaking perverted dude who's an alcoholic. That's just weird. <laughs> weird. And, and when I heard that this morning, I was like, oh, you know, I got to go. I got to wait and, and tell you guys. And I've been good because you've been here for hours now. Yeah. And I, I've been holding off for a while. That's crazy. That is crazy. Just... So that's a, our weird news for this week. Um, one of the things that I was going to say is I'm going to actually address this to the listeners. I want input. I want to add more segments to our show. I want to make our show more structured. And whatever comments, what any, any ideas are welcome. You know, because I think, uh, what is it? The, the Weird News is a great addition to our, our show. And I'd like to add more stuff to it. What yeah. do you guys, what would you guys like to add more to? I don't know. Well, I mean, Saturday segments is pretty much entertainment, but you can always carry that over to. This is entertainment, in my opinion. It is entertainment. (laughs) Butt plugs and and people shooting people for the sake of shooting people and taking money back. And, you know... And molestation. (laughs) I I was going to say, and and lately we've been on a a roll of bestiality. I I honestly actually looked online to find some type of bestiality weird news. I couldn't find nothing this week. Oh, That's just... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We're about to change that. 
what was Dean telling us about that guy who's oh, it was a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do have some bestiality. No, it's not bestiality. There's weird news. <laughs> yeah. He was saying he's seen on the news that there's a cop. What state? I have. I can't remember that man. There was a cop on. Uh, there's a cop in some state. He was trying to like lure women. He was killing women and eating them. What? Yeah. yeah. I was like. It was on the news today. Nor- he said. Really? Yeah. Normally, I don't listen to anything that he that says. man says. I was but... like eating people. What? <laughs> yeah. I was like. Yeah. He was saying something about. I guess. In some state. Some county. He's like, there was a cop that was, you know, luring, luring women. women, not just getting them, but luring them like, like an animal. He was probably going on the internet or something trying to find them and he was basically killing them and eating them. Mm-hmm. What the hell? For some sick erotic pleasure. That's, that's. He'd have sex and then kill That's like that, him. we were watching this documentary, it was the, it was on Netflix, it was the, the worst prisons in Russia. Russia. Uh-huh. And I guess his dude got into like a bar fight or something like that, and he killed this guy and then he, on accident. And he's after he killed him, he's like, you know, what am I gonna do? His body, so he starts chopping the body up, and then he's like, I wonder what it would taste like. When do you get to this point? And being supposedly he was a normal person, okay, right. normal quotation normal. Okay, I can see how you could be drunk and kill someone on accident. Right. But where do you find it a good idea to chop their body up in little pieces and then decide to taste it? There's there's some deep psychosis there. Yeah. Wonder, he's like, I wonder what it tastes like. He's laughing. He's telling the story. He, I mean, he was speaking in Russian, but I could see how he was acting. It was funny. He was laughing about it. Yeah, I decided to taste it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. They better never let you out. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's called Black Dolphin. The name of the documentary? Mm-hmm. No, The Prison. Black Dolphin? Mm-hmm. Black Dolphin. The documentary is called Russia's Worst uh, Prisoners. <laughs> yeah. As you know, Aaron's gone, so I'm like, don't have to do with myself, because I haven't been alone for a long time. Right. So, I've been watching documentaries on Netflix, because I really like doc- I really like documentaries. Uh-huh. And not a lot of people like documentaries. Like, I know Mom doesn't like them. I don't think Aaron really cares for documentaries, but... So, I've been watching them, and I... I watched this one the other day called Kumare. Kumare? Kumare. And it's about this guy, he was born in New Jersey and he was raised up like in the Hindu religion. He's from Indi- he was Indian. He's not from India because he wasn't born there, but he was born in Jersey. But he's Indian, Indian American. Yeah. And his family was very religious. Like even though they were immersed in the, in the culture of the United States, they always, their parents always, you know, try to keep their traditions and everything. And the older he got, the less he believed in these traditions. Really? So. Now, is this Hindi? Hindi religion? Hindu. Yeah, Hindi. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, he um he decided he was gonna make a documentary because he's seen like the he's seen the explosion of of the the yoga like how yoga has exploded because that's a it's an Indian thing yoga was yeah it's exploded and all these gurus and things have exploded in the United States so he was originally gonna do a documentary on on these yoga like guru people that come to the United States but during filming he realized that he, what he, what he really wanted to do. So what he did is he went to India. Mm-hmm. Well, first he grew out his beard and his hair. He start, he started copying his grandma's accent. She has this very thick Indian accent. It's not like 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 the people at the store accent. Like right. how may I help you? Not like that. It's like really thick. And he went to India and they had like a ceremony thing where all these these gurus have come together and he walked among them and no one knew anything. Like they didn't tell him part. He's like this could probably work. So then he, he's like, I need to find a place to try this out. So he picked, for some reason, Phoenix, Arizona. 
he goes there and he starts, he has his friend help him. And his two friends, they're both females. One of them, they're both, one of them is white, one of them is an, an Indian American. And she puts an accent on too and she starts going, he starts going to these like yoga centers and showing them how like he has a method or whatever. And he gets really popular. He has a lot of followers. He, he actually gets 16 stable followers that follow him regularly, like every week. Come over and... And it's a facade. It's all a facade. But he wasn't doing this to... When he decided to do this, he, he wasn't trying to do this to fool people. Uh-huh. He wanted to show people that you can control your own life. You don't need to look to religious leaders like like the, the gurus. Right. You can do it yourself. Because he's like, I'm not really against religion, but I don't believe... He doesn't believe in religious leaders. Like, just regular people. He doesn't believe that they can do anything for you. They have any power. So, he started helping all those people. He's like, you know, it's it's inside of us. We're our own guru and this and that. Like, this one lady, she lost 70 pounds with his help. And he helped a lot of people, but he's had... he At the end, he had a big ceremony. He wanted to, like, reveal who he really was, but he, he couldn't. He was too afraid. So, he left. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going back to India. Well, he went back to New Jersey. And he was depressed because he felt like... He's like, he's like I thought in my life, this is the first time I've ever gotten... He got really close to these people. He's like, this is the first time I've ever really connected with these people. With any people in my life. I've never been this close to people in my life. That told me everything. And I felt such a connection with them. And he, he's like... He went home and he was like depressed for a while. And finally, he's like, he picked himself up. He's like, I have to tell these people who I really am. I have to shave and... Get back to my real life. I'm not this Kumari person. That's not who I really am. Right. As much as he wanted to be him, he wasn't. So, he shaved and he got them all together and he put a video on and he's like, he basically told him, like, I'm going to show you. He's like, you guys all showed me who the guru inside of you was. He goes, now I'm going to show you the guru inside of me. And he came out and they were shocked. They were just like, I thought they, I thought they were going to be angry. But they weren't? Oh, some of them weren't. But... They were clapping and they, they're like, you know, because there was four of them that had left. Out of the 16, four of them just got up and left. He never talked to them again. But the other six, the other 12, he still talks to them to this day. Really? Yeah. They're like, like because they said that he they changed so much in life. They said, maybe, you know, you aren't really a guru, but you have something special about you. We feel connected to you. You help us change our lives. And I'd be scared, too. I'd be like, God, they're going to kill me. Like, they're going to hate my guts. Because he didn't think he was going to get a connection with anyone when he first started doing this. He didn't really know if it was going to work or not. Right. You know? And, yeah, he was deceiving. He, I think he did it for a good reason. To show that, yeah, people can take control of their lives. Right. On their own. No one has to help you do it. You can make choices and decisions on your own to change your life. You don't need a guru or whatever to tell you to do that. But he got an award for it and everything. What was it called? Kumari. That was the name of Kumari. his fake guru. And he just made up fake chants and it, he he would say stuff in Indian. It was just like they sing the song, Kumari, Kumari. <laughs> they were just singing it and like he would say stuff in Indian. It didn't even make sense because he knew Indian. How to right. speak, you know how to speak the language. And just ran stuff and they repeat it and it really worked for them. But he met some weirdos along the way. He met this one guy who prayed. He like had an altar that had a picture of Obama and a picture of um, Osama bin Laden, and in the middle had a picture of George Bush. Really? Yes. 
Because they're all connected. Like, this dude is a nut job. <laughs> is then, it on Netflix? Yeah. Maybe I'll check and it out. And there's these two women he met. They were both from a different planet. Oh, yes. Those are, those are and this fun. other guy, he, he teaches uh, the religion of sound. The religion of sound. sound. He, he takes people in his room and, like... And this guy could be an actor. This His name is Vikram Gandhi. The guy that directed this. Okay. He could be an actor. Because he went in this guy's... And he went and did a, a spiritual like thing with this guy. This guy played all these instruments and stuff, and would go, like that, right? And they would start like jumping, like they, they would start twitching and everything. Like they were really like going into it. going into it, like into the spirit or whatever. I don't know what they were going into, but he laid down. And he was like doing it. I was like, this guy could be an actor. He could. <laughs> Convincing. Yeah. It was very convincing. Like, he didn't laugh or anything. Never. I was like, he's serious. This is a serious person. He must be a very serious person because I would laugh at some of these people. But it was a really good documentary. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. And it was funny at times. People were just so out there, what people believe. And then I looked online about, he did like a little interview. He went like a... On this one website, and he was like a live stream or whatever, and people asked him questions and he answered it. Uh huh. They asked him stuff like, "Do you think any of this stuff was weird?" He said to him, be- "To him, that it wasn't really strange to him because some things that people believe are so weird already." Right. I mean, he didn't say what religions, but I mean, there is a lot of weird religions. Scientology, there's different stuff. They just believe weird stuff. Right. And so him, it wasn't that weird. Like the people out from the other planet, they asked him if he ever felt guilty about it. He said he didn't because. He had a whole team helping him when they sat down. They're like, they weren't going to cross any ethical boundaries. They weren't going to hurt any people, like really hurt people. There right. was going to be no sex or anything involved in this. It right. was going to be all pure and of good content, good intent. But it was good. So if you guys have Netflix, you should watch this. It's a very good documentary. It's called Kumari. I'll probably check it out tonight. Um, I really don't got nothing other than maybe you know editing some more podcasts. But I, I don't have anything. Yeah. Maybe try to do some more writing. Are you doing any writing? Are you doing anything creatively? Uh, or are you just trying to get ready for the wedding? I'm just trying to get out of school. <laughs> just want to get, I'm trying to get ready for the wedding. I need to focus on school. Like, they're on my ass. Like, I need to be at school. I need to sit. You know how I am. Like, it's not that I'm not passionate about this because I really love to do hair and like that. But I hate the school. <laughs> So much. I just don't want to be there. But I got to do it. I don't want to waste my $17,000, so. Is that how much it costs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> got to get it done. You should have gave me $17,000 and would have made body bag. Speaking of body bag, did you did you listen to Who's the Boss this week, this last week? No. I actually did a whole podcast on body bag. Really? I got a, a, some emails asking about, because I... I talked about it just briefly talked about it yeah and people are asking me you know what is body bag what is body bag so i ended up i sat down i, I talked like an hour and 30 minutes mm. but then i did cut it you know cuts and editing and got it down to like an hour or 50 minutes or something like that might have i don't know i'm in a very reminiscing mood right mood. now yeah it's um at least you're not in one of your your bitchy moods That's all. reminiscing mood is always better because you always have that little smile on your face like a little kid what do you do when you reminisce? It's, it's, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. It's, um, I don't know. 
I'm just in that mood. Yeah. So I'm in that. You know, because with Jaden, you know, Jaden's getting close to the age of where I started, you know, being creative and mm. he's already showing to be creative and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm doing some writing and, and I'm doing podcasts and the Christian anthology is coming out here soon. That book is huge. How many pages? It's the biggest book we've ever made. 344 pages. Oh, wow. And um, we're we're doing our best to to keep the price down. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, if this book would have been made back in 2008, we would have sold this book for 25 bucks. Yeah. But we're we're trying to market it to under $20. That's good. Get um, more buyers that way. That we're doing stuff a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Myth Mart will carry it. But other than Myth Mart, it's going to be Amazon will carry it. And that's all. Okay. We're, we're starting the author's initiative. And the author's initiative is if, if you want to buy the book from me, at cost, I'll sell it to you, and then you can go sell it for cover price. Yeah. And you keep the profit. And that's because that's the best way. Because, again, I don't want to deal with the distribution companies and the financers and all that. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So I think this is the best way to make everybody happy. It's like the the, skull, the sky is falling down on us, I know. <laughs> and it just never ends. I I don't think there's any way I'm gonna be able to cut any of this background noise out. So it just I don't know. I, we'll just put a warning up. <laughs> we tried so hard, and it just didn't prevail. And this is our milestone. Well, no, it's not. Twenty five is our milestone. Actually, twenty six is our milestone. Because 26 is half of 52, which is our, you know, one-year mark. Yeah. So 26 will be the six-month mark. So, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'm trying to think of, did I watch anything good? Um, I tried to convince Lacey into going to seeing the uh, the new Evil Dead movie. Uh-huh. Uh, she said yes, but of course when it came time, she, she said no. I really want to see that movie. I want to watch it, but I, I know if I go without Aaron, he'll kill me. Oh, he so wants I to see it too? To, yeah, so I have to wait until he... I was going to see it today, but I'll have to wait until he comes home. Because then he'll kill me and be all depressed because I didn't take him. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to wait for my Oscars cut. I I, I really don't want to wait until then. I, I kind of want to see it in theaters. Yeah. I think it's one of those movies that'll be good in theaters. I want to see Jurassic Park 3D. I, I think it would be cool. I like Jurassic Park. I mean, I've seen it only like f- probably 500 million times, but in 3D, I think it would be cool. All those dinosaurs and stuff, I think it would be cool. Did I tell you about who they casted uh, in the new Star Wars movie? Um, no, but I read it. They got uh, an... Oh, you did tell me. Uh, Mr. Sulu, George Tanaki, yeah. is actually going to be a Jedi Master. i seen something else, too. I'm trying to think of who it is. Someone else is going to be in there. I can't remember. Another that. Star Trek person? No, but an actor. And I can't remember, so just <laughs> never mind.
All right, kids, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed what I had planned for you for the best of. Like I said, I went through, picked out the best pieces that we had, and, uh, you know, sometime maybe this year, next year, we might give you one more of the best of, just because it's so fun to kind of reflect on. You know, because we're we're a hundred and something episodes in, so, you know, it's kind of fun to listen back on single digits, double digits, you know, the low-end stuff. All right, kids, come back next week. Uh, Aaron and I are going to sit down, and we're going to have a really good conversation. It's already kind of uh, pre-planned, per se, and uh, I think you'll like what we've got. All right, kids, for this week, I am David K. Montoya, and if you're just one of those stuck-up son-of-a-bitch that don't like nostalgia, then you might be seeing red. Good night, kids. See you next week. Welcome to Seeing Red. behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do 
you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. 